Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight we have a lot to get into miles brennan transferring from lsu he's been here since the reagan administration we will talk on the impacts of miles brennan leaving the lsu program what does it mean coaching search updates it's been thursday since we've talked a lot has been happening some things have been leaked Somewhat, we will confirm that tonight on AYS on the coaching search. I'm finally going to give you my top, well, I'm going to say maybe not my top three or four, but I think the three and four that we need to watch out for the most, we will talk about that as well. Where can LSU have success? We're going to get to a lot on the field. We need to start talking on the field uh, as Alabama has been down a little bit. A lot of people feel, and it probably will, Get a little ugly this weekend. Something that LSU can do. Nick Saban talked about the worry about that today in his press conference. What he worries that LSU might be able to exploit. We will touch on that as well. And then we'll go around the SEC as Lane Kiffin literally fumbles, bumbles, and stumbles against the University of Auburn on how he uh, manages his program in in-game coaching, uh, high-risk High reward, high risk, low reward. We will touch on uh, all things around the SEC. And who that? Who that? We will start getting back into some Saints talk as we were at the game yesterday. And I got to say, um, a lot of mended fences yesterday. <laughs> a lot of mended fences yesterday. So, we'll get back into some Saints talk. They, they ticked your boy off. But they're back. We're good. We're all in the clear. It's funny what you what happens when you put your money where your mouth is, ain't it? Anyway, let's get to a couple of these comments before we get started. Uh, Jeffrey says that he has shared. I appreciate that, Jeffrey. Joey says, did they have a good practice today? Question mark. 
possibly the best Monday practice ever. <laughs> well, if you ask Orgeron, I'm sure they had a pretty good practice. Um, sure. Uh, Tracy asks, is Max still hurt? Does he start this weekend? He's still a little banged up, got a lot of rest. He's still good. Um, he will be starting. He'll be your starter this week. Roderick says, we are live. That we are, my friend. Uh, and Steve says, what's up, Rudy Crew? Go Tigers. Beat Bama. And Craig Schilling says, ah, we are live. And that we are. All right, so before we get started, guys, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you are on Facebook, do us a favor, share to your social media pages, share to some Facebook groups if you're joining there. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and notification bell. We greatly appreciate appreciate that. And if you're on Periscope Twitter, hit that retweet and hit that follow for a lot of updates. I give a lot more updates on Twitter than I do on Facebook because it's a lot more easier to give updates and things that are going on throughout the day. Uh, before we get on the show. So go to our Twitter, AYS Sports, hit that follow button, and everywhere you listen to podcasts, do us a favor there and subscribe as well. So let's do this. Let's pay some bills around this thing. Let's pay some bills. Got a lot to get into. We'll hit the Miles Brennan uh, uh, transferring news and the coaching search right when we get back. So we do have a lot to talk about. But we got to pay the bills. And none better than our good friends over at GM Barno and Sons, Bet Online. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM, Varnado & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good and our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, it's official. You can bet in the state of Louisiana. You want to bet on the LSU coaching search? Who is your guy? You can go and bet on betonline.ag. If it's your first time using it, use the 50% welcome bonus. Use the AYS podcast tab. Since you're in the state of Louisiana, they will know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. On by. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> uh, Ryan Gidry says, good luck to Miles Brennan. And I guess we could start there. Ryan Gidry on Facebook says, good luck to Miles Brennan. So let's start there. Let's start with Miles Brennan, and I know that I am going to get a lot of pushback on this, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, during the summer and during the entire offseason, uh, a lot of people pushed back at me uh, about my take about Miles Brennan. Uh, if you missed our show or you weren't a part of our show during the summer, I was very critical of Miles' on-field performance um, about how he's going to have to stay healthy uh, before we, you know, we start crowning him as the next – a golden jewel of LSU football. Uh, and, and look, guys, I'm not going to say exactly what happened. I think that everybody knows by now what happened to Miles Brennan before the season. Uh, but he, as, as a senior, as a fifth-year guy, uh, off the field this offseason, he had an act that put his football team at risk. He got hurt once again, and he was out for the season. Um, I appreciate and thank Miles Brennan for everything that he's done. For LSU, he's been here a long time. He's been a leader at times. Um, but I, I want to say this, and 
this is not to – I hope he goes to Baylor or wherever, you know, Rudy Pooh University, Rudy Crew University, doesn't matter to me, Southern Miss. Hell, he can even come to my alma mater where I played at Southeastern. It really doesn't matter to me where he goes. And I want to say this, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm very player-friendly as a former one myself. I'm very player-friendly. I don't think that you can tell kids where people can go, meaning I don't think that you can tell a kid – where he can go to college football or play college football or where he can get his education from. So I'm not the big, oh, you can't have the transfer portal. However, the only the, the number one thing that I've had an issue with in the transfer portal, the only thing, is kids transferring during the middle of the season. Because if you've ever played sports, if you've ever been a part of a locker room, you know that that is a, a and I'm not going to say a holy place, but it's a, it's a place where it's really just like a family atmosphere in a sense. You're with your brothers. I don't like to say you're, you're, the coaches are your daddy. Like, like this is remember the Titans. Who's your daddy, Gary? Like I'm not going to do that. But what I am going to say is, for me, you have a bond. You have a connection with guys inside that locker room, guys from different backgrounds coming into the locker room. I come from a different background. The guy that played left guard uh, 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 with me, he comes up from a different situation than I do. But I learn from him. He learns from me. I got his back. He's got my back. And I don't really necessarily, in my personal opinion, like when kids transfer in the middle of the season. I do not like it. Miles Brennan, a couple of weeks ago, and not getting off the field, but a couple of weeks ago, showed to some that he was still a team leader when he came out and defended his head coach. Not going to go there. Not going to go there. Not going to talk about it. But he showed you that he was a leader, even if I don't agree with what he did or even know what he said was accurate or anything like that, or inaccurate, I should say. I don't I, – I think – and, look, I, I even talked to a player today, and he was like, yeah, it's whatever. He needs to go do what's best for him. But, you know, even in talking to one of them, it's like, oh, yeah. And I asked him, I was like, wasn't he a leader on the team? And he's like, yeah, but not really to some extent. I mean, like, leaders are guys that are there 24-7 on the field. I, a lot of people have said that Miles Brennan was a better quarterback than Max Johnson. Guys, the number one thing about playing the playing quarterback, the number one thing, and really playing any position in any sport anywhere. Avail- uh, availability is is the only thing that matters. You have to be available. You have to be available. And for five years, there wasn't a season where he went, where he was available for every single game that he was supposed to play. Guys, my, Max Johnson, in two seasons, really a season and a half, has six, what would it be six or seven more starts. So this will be seventh or eighth start more than Miles Brennan than a guy that's been here for five years. We could talk about Joe Burrow and all that. And again, I do wish him a lot of success. But I think that it's time to turn over a new page, especially at the quarterback position. I wish him well. You got Garrett, you got Max Johnson, you got Garrett Nussmeyer, you got Walker Howard coming in. Hopefully. So it's time to turn over that page. It's time to turn over that page. And it's not a shot at Miles Brennan. 
I guess you could also you could say, and what I was trying to say, but ability is availability is the best ability, right? Like you have to be able to be available. Miles wasn't. Miles wasn't. Max has more wins than him, and he's led his team to more victories, and he's been more part of the program on the field than Miles has. That's not a shot at Miles. It's just a fact. Ability availability is the best ability. All right, so let's get to a couple of these coaching searches things, and we'll get to a couple of these um, couple of these comments. Rick says he's fired up. Ray says he like and shared. I appreciate that. Yeah, everybody hit the like button. If you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, everybody hit that like button and helps us out, uh, out a lot. Uh, Marvin says, "Bruh, dude said fake it till he make it." Shaking my head. Uh, what Marvin is talking about is if you missed. Um, if you missed Ed Orgeron's press conference today, Michael Cobble of WBRZ, I'm pretty sure it was Michael Cobble of WBRZ, asked Ed Orgeron if he had enough players available for this week, and Ed said, yeah, 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 we, we, we're, we're okay. But even if we didn't, we'd fake it until we made it. Yeah. Uh, Darren Jackson Jr. says, Oh, should not be allowed to say shit on behalf of the program or anything LSU-related. Just show face for practice and play games and shut the hell up. Rick says, I think it was funny, Jimmy Carter. Uh, I think it was the Jimmy Carter administration when Miles Brennan arrived. Yeah, it was It was a lot. It was a, it was a while back. It was a while back. Man's been here a long time. I'm being serious when I say this, too. What I'm about to say, I'm being serious. You do realize, you guys do realize that we were recruiting Miles Brennan during the Obama administration. <laughs> this man was getting recruited during the Obama administration. Uh, Brian says, hashtag ask Blake, where do you think Miles Brennan lands? I think he should go to somewhere like Southern Miss. I mean, look, uh, that's what I would tell him to do. Somewhere like Southeastern, guys, again, abil- uh, availability is the best ability. Miles Brennan, just on that alone. Look, we have to come to reality. Everybody listening, I, this is not to, to get on to Miles. It's not. Whatsoever. But, well, he, he did this in, in three games, and, and, and Blake, he, you know, he's, he's better than this. And, and here's the biggest argument that I've had and – and I'll continue to have. I've heard from multiple people today on Twitter, radio, podcast, whatever. People sending me clips or whatever it may have you. Well, Miles Brennan's got the better arm, so he's better than Max Johnson. Guys, I'm sorry to tell you this. Bullshit. Joe Burrow does not have a better arm than Justin Herbert, who's the better quarterback. Well, Blake, Joe Burrow does this. Joe Burrow does that. He's also available, and it doesn't matter. Justin Herbert has a better arm, better, bigger arm, I should say, a bigger arm, a stronger arm, than what Joe Burrow does. Who's the better quarterback? Joe Burrow would whip that kid's ass and laugh about it. Not really, but you guys get what I'm saying. Arm strength means nothing. It means nothing when you're not available. Nothing. The biggest concern with him is being on the field. So anybody that wants to talk about arm strength this, accuracy that, guys, I honestly, and this is, I'm being as just humble as I can, I guess not humble, but, as honest as I can be, I don't give two shits who's got the bigger arm because Max Johnson is hurt. His throwing shoulder is hurt. 
He is literally going out there, working his ass off in his, what, what this would be, ninth start? Ninth start. Max Johnson has started three times the games at LSU than Miles Brennan. All right. We're going to get to this coaching search. But I saw uh, Pooh Bear says Mel Tucker is the thing. Mel SU. I'm going to say this because it's been a very big topic inside of our chat, inside of uh, our show. I, I see. I, I know a couple of people are mad. Bill Lad, Ladier, he's mad. Blake, shut up about Miles Brennan, you son of a bitch. That's what he said. Okay. Bye, Brad. You don't have to watch. Uh, I do want to talk about this. Hit the like and share. Sharing this to the... Okay, there we go. Um, everybody, for the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about Mel Tucker the Michigan State head coach. I'm going to say this, and it was pretty evident if you follow us on Twitter, uh, what my thoughts are on Mel Tucker. I am not coming out here and pushing the hammer for Mel Tucker. But I will say this, to everybody out there saying that he's not a good head coach, you can kick rocks. Like, as hard as you can kick, you can kick those rocks. He literally outcoached Jim Harpaugh this past Saturday. Literally outcoach him. They don't have the better personnel. They don't have the better quarterback. They don't have the better offensive line. They don't have the better defensive line. They don't have the better linebackers. They don't have the better DBs. They don't have have the better receivers. The only position group, but really it's just one player in Kenneth Walker that you could say that they are better at is at running back is because Kenneth Walker, there's a chance after this past performance this past weekend, he is going to go on to being in the Heisman contention race. He's a Heisman contender right now because of what he did last week. The only reason that Michigan State beat Michigan last week is because Jim Harbaugh got outcoached by Mel Tucker and his staff. There are a lot of good coaches out there, Mel Tucker included. And for every LSU fan on this, uh, listening to this, watching it live right now, Mel Tucker is on this list. Whether you like it or you don't, Mel Tucker is on this list. Now, I'm not saying he's really above the list. I think, and some things that I'm starting to piece together, is guys like Lincoln Riley are on this high up on this list. Guys like Jimbo Fisher. There's way too much smoke right now on Jimbo Fisher who might likely be high up on this list. Now, everybody's coming out and saying, well, if, if you know, and I've said it, I've said the same, but People say, oh, well, somebody knows they don't know what the hell that they're talking about, which isn't true. It means that the guys that are saying that aren't completely doing their jobs and trying to find out who the next head coach at LSU is because I promise you, leaks will happen. Leaks will happen. If you think a guy like Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma is not high up on that list, you're fooling yourself. James Franklin looks like he's out, looks, seems as if. Um, that was uh, one of the fan smoke screens and agent smoke screens because of how much it died down at LSU when he lost back-to-back games. And if James Franklin were to be the guy, even though he lost, that smoke would still be coming up. And yesterday and, and this morning and today, his name would still be on the hot board of contention. 
But what I don't want you to do is to bring your Rudy Poo ass in here and say Mel Tucker is a bad coach again because Blakey doesn't have a good resume. Guys, I don't give a shit about his resume because I saw what he did on the field this past Saturday. A guy that coached a team to a Super Bowl got outcoached by the guy that you think isn't a good coach. Period. Team played well for him, too. Team played well for him, too. Um, guys like Mario Cristobal. Um, look, a lot of people have mixed feelings on Mario Cristobal. He's not a guy, an X's and O's guy, but he's just a good recruiter and this, that, and the third. He he he's a younger, more inspiring Orgeron. Well, guys, he did have his offensive coordinator out a couple weeks ago in their loss to Stanford. They did lose their offensive coordinator. And Joe Moorhead and him helping call the plays, they still scored 42 points. With all due respect, I'll take that. When your offensive coordinator is out three days before the game and you help call an offensive system and you score 42 points, guys, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. So, I think you have – this is not, to me – from things that I hear, this is not – and it could be. Look, it could be. I don't know how much of a Jay Johnson situation that we have here. I talked about this Thursday on the show, and I'll kind of a little uh, a little bit reiterate what I said this past Thursday if you missed it. Guys, I really do think if this were football, the Jay Johnson hire wouldn't have been as shocking news as everyone everybody anticipated. You know, Jay Johnson, four or five days before he was hired, the name started coming up more over and over and over and over again. Guy that made the playoff, that made it Omaha. Lincoln Riley makes it to to the playoffs again. You're not going to say, where did Lincoln Riley come from? Um, I will say this. The only person that I'm going to put out right there that I'm I'm really high on because I'm still doing my, my due diligence, I am high on Lincoln Riley personally. Now, the question is, is will Lincoln Riley leave Oklahoma? They're coming into the SEC. But I, I still don't believe that Oklahoma is a program that you can build around the same way that you can build around LSU. Now, Lincoln Riley is a guy that might have a lot of aspirations, might want to go into the NFL, but you can't worry about that. Would you? You want somebody that has high ambitions and high goals and high character that wants to come into this program. He's done a lot of good things with a lot of good quarterbacks. It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be very interesting to see. But that's the only one that I would I would just be like I'm okay with. And, look, the things that are flying out here, I said this Thursday, and I'll say it again, the, the figures for these guys per year, it's things that are flowing around, are $12.5 million a year, $14 million a year. And that some people believe around Oklahoma that I've talked to that cover the program, whether it be believe podcasts, whatever, whoever it is that I talk to, they have a, all say pretty much say the same thing, that they don't believe Oklahoma would get in a bidding war with LSU. And they're being honest. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Rick says, wish Brennan the best, but he needs to uh, to go where their O-lineman is strong. He's not mobile. Yeah, and he, he doesn't need to take a lot of hits. 
Uh, Dylan Allen says, Has- oh, a good Tiger Droppings comment. Says, hashtag ask Blake someone said on Tiger Droppings. Stop right there. Do I really need to answer that qu- this question? But he does say about Walker Howard is on decommit alert. Took out LSU commit from bio. Hmm. Didn't see that. Did not see that. Um, I can only tell you what I've been told, and I still think that Walker Howard ends up at LSU. It's just my just my thought. Um, nothing that I have heard has stated to me, or no one has stated to me that he's on decommit alert. Now, uh, knowing some people around his camp, I just. Mm. I think the kid wants to go to LSU, but I think that they're playing the game, playing the game, as they should, as they should. You know, if there's a situation where, and I'm just throwing this out there, but if Lincoln Riley is the name next head coach, and the How and Walker Howard doesn't want to play for Lincoln Riley, then yeah, you might have he might decommit. I mean, he's playing that game, but we'll see. And look, you're a month away for from him enrolling at LSU. Uh, if he's going to be a midterm grad, I think uh, – and, and look, he's going to have to – if I'm not mistaken, his classes are already going to have to be put in, put in stone – not in stone, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, he's going to have to be enrolled in classes because you sign up for classes well before you go in. So, if he if he starts doing that, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I still think that he's going to be the guy. Brandon says Sean Payton is 13-3 and three without Drew Brees. That he is. That he is. Jeffrey on YouTube says Tucker, Riley, or Cristobal, all good coaches. All good coaches. I'm not taking anything away from them. Um, Pooh Bear says, got to be impressed with Michigan State win. You got to be impressed with – here's the ultimate question, and I'm going to leave – you know, I'm just going to phrase it like this. It, well, I'm going to leave that alone. Mel Tucker's a good coach. Get over yourself. Stop saying he's not. He's a good coach. He would be a good coach at LSU. Now, is he the dynasty coach? I don't know that. I don't know that. But Mario Cristobal is 59-58 as a head coach in college, saying he'd be a slam dunk home run hire. Man, you don't know that. You don't know that. You don't know that with any of them. What you do know is, what you do know is, is that you had two guys in Ed Orgeron and Les Miles that won national titles, and if you can get the recruiting base in and the guys in and a decent quarterback, even a decent one, but God forbid you get a quarterback in like Joe Burrow, you can make a lot of things happen. A lot of things happen. Guys, I've told you this, and you can believe me or not, I really don't care, but take this because this is what some people around Alabama that cover the program and are in that program have told me. They are monitoring this situation very closely. If you think Nick Saban isn't monitoring this and getting Jimmy Sexton to play little games, you're outside your box. Nick Saban has been here. I've even been told that he has told some of his boosters, God forbid they hire somebody competent at LSU. They're scared of what Scott Woodward's going to pull off. I promise you that. It, this is time for excitement. This is time that LSU fans, even though we are not looking good on the football field, you should be excited. 
because in about a month, what's going to hopefully what's going to happen, Scott Woodward's going to trot his guy out there, and we're going to say, and coaches around the country, got a coach at Arkansas, got a coach at Auburn, both telling me, oh, shit. What, what's LSU about to pull off? I'm telling you, this isn't, this isn't something that they're just like, ah, look at LSU. Yeah, maybe right now, but coaches are smart enough to know to look into the future. If a good, competent coach gets in here, they're in trouble. They're in big trouble. Uh, Ryan Williams from the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. 985 386 7600. Real estate, successions, titles, you name it, they do it. You gotta go to family court. Anything. They can take it, they can take care of it. DWIs, you get pulled over, let them know. They'll take they'll take you with them to court and they will do the best that they can to help you out. It's DrakeWilliamsLawfirm.com, DrakeWilliamsLawfirm.com. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. But our good friend Ryan says, are you a believer in the noise around Jimbo Fisher? I am I am a believer in the noise. I'm not a believer in if it's completely accurate or not. No. I'm not. You Normally, when something like this happens, you give it about two or three weeks because things will happen, and sometimes the smoke starts to settle normally when you have the same people saying the same exact stuff either number one it is a smokescreen or number two they're a serious candidate and when i talk about serious candidate are they in the top five guys there's a hundred what 120 of these positions there's 120 guys you technically could interview if he's in the top five of that we'll see we'll see um, Blaine Smith says Byron Leftwich for a head coach. No. The only requirement that I somewhat have is I do want somebody to be a, an ex-head coach, right? Like, I do want somebody to have head coaching experience. You know, the problem, and, and, and guys, when you call, and Blaine, this isn't towards you, but when you come with coaches like that, you better give me a really good reason as to why. And, guys, he's never recruited before. Like, if LSU hires Byron Leftwich or any coach that's just a coordinator with no head coaching experience, guys, as much as I love Joe Brady, as much as I love Joe Brady – because he's about to get his play calling duties revoked. <laughs> They're talking about with Matt Rule, is he going to re- revoke the play calling duties of Joe Brady? You know who does look good, though? Dave Aranda. They, look, man, Mel Tucker and Dave Aranda came out there and made statements while Lane Kiffin, and we're gonna. I, I was going to wait until we go around the SEC, but while Lane Kiffin... To all the Lane Kiffin lovers, let me just say this. To all the Lane Kiffin lovers and people that want Lane Kiffin, I think Lane Kiffin is one of, if not the the best offensive mind in college football. I don't think that there's any denying that. I don't think that you can really debate that. 
But as a head coach, as a head coach, there are things that you can and cannot do. Leaving nine points on the board because you think you're – Tim, this is how I feel. Lane Kiffin is so cocky and arrogant. Oh, I'm the best play caller there is. I don't need these damn three points. Guys, he's getting beat in games that, quite honestly, with a with a hurt quarterback, he should be going to getting the points so that he can, it can he can manage the game better. Because as bad as all, Ole Miss's defense has been, when they would have kicked the field goal, I think it was like, what, two of the three times, of two of those three times, Ole Miss's defense comes up with a stop and Auburn's got to punt it away? Guys, I mean, they're making stops. You then go down. If you get those nine points, then you go down and get another field goal. Brother, with all due respect, you win the football game. You're still a one-loss SEC team, and God forbid if Alabama trips up in the any part of this the rest of the season, the regular season, if you're a one-loss team and you only lost to Alabama, God forbid what happens if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game? Because then you sit back and say, hey, the only loss that we have is to Alabama. You can make a case for getting your ass in the playoff, but it's a little too much for Lane. I do not want Lane Kiffin as my next head coach. I, there, I've said it. I don't like it. He 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 has twice this season mismanaged football. It was cute last year when Ole Miss didn't have the talent and wasn't winning in a COVID season. It was cute. Like, look, he's trying to do some things, get this fan base riled up, get these kids riled up, get them moving. Get, there's a new swag in the building. But, guys, it's not cute anymore. It, I told you when LSU played Ole Miss it wasn't cute. Even though they won, it's not cute that he's going for it on fourth down. Guys, two weeks ago, almost to the – no, was it a week ago? Yeah, a week ago to the day, I told you that that shit was going to come back and bite Lane Kiffin in the ass. All of you pushed back on me saying, Blake, the analytics say this. Bullshit. There's not enough good analytics out there that says a coach should go for it on fourth and 11 on his own 20-yard line. No coaches are doing that. And the coaches that do that are late in the fourth quarter when they got to go down and score. No Lane Kiffin for me. Get mad if you want to. Get mad if you want to. Uh, Julie says Mel Tucker will be the next head coach. Burt says Miles is going to UL. Mark says Miles is a good player when healthy. Key word there, my, my, my brother Mark, win. Uh, and Jeff says, hearing rumors that other young players are about to hit the border, what's your take? It's not. <sighs> I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking. And there's two things that I want to say to this. Now I don't know if there's more players transferring or not. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know that. Um, 
Number one, and I said it earlier, I don't like players transferring in the middle of the season. I, I just don't. Like, look, man, if I'm a player on that team, if I'm a player on that roster, I made a commitment to you. I made a commitment to the school. I made a commitment to the coaching staff that we, we're in this for the, rest, for the entire season. What you do in the offseason, what you do, business is business. Business is business. But it do, it's hard-pressed for me to sit here and say that I agree with a kid that doesn't finish out a season because you're letting all your teammates down. Now, here's what I'll say to counteract that. When there are kids that do that, there are situations that are led to where you do need a transfer. And I do believe that Ed Orgeron has set a culture since 2019 that is a toxic environment. What has he told kids? What his promises has he made? What has he done? There's a lot of things, a lot of things, and a lot of promises that players were made that aren't being kept. And I don't really even need to have sourcing on that. That creates a toxic environment when you're losing. Daniel says, I doubt it's Riley. Well, I really doubt it's Chris Peterson, myself. Paul says, Blake, even Miles knows to hit the like and share. God bless, my friend. Well, that's a promotional thing, my guy. It's a promotional thing. So I keep seeing a whole bunch of people putting in here at D.C. What, what are y'all talking about? Uh, Rick says, what happens to NIL agreements in place now? I have no idea. No no idea whatsoever. Uh, for some of you that know how insurance policies work, uh, for example, and, and really just commission jobs, uh, people that sell the commissions, they got to pay their uh, – their commission feedback when a player something happens to a player like that. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Uh, Richard Peter says you should only be able to transfer before or after the season period, and I somewhat agree with that. Unless there's something that's really bad, I I I, I you know. And look, there's something that you know this whole Aaron Anderson thing. Um, well, I'm going to leave that alone because people are going to misconstrue that. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get down that path. But, you know, look, there's just, for me, just for me, I, I don't think that it's beneficial and, you know, it, it would rub me the wrong way. Like, guys, Miles Brennan was a team leader. He was a team leader. The same kid that y'all believed, that some of you believed a couple of weeks ago when he came out and defended his head coach is the same kid that transferred on his brothers and teammates because it was best for him in the middle of the season. Now, everybody's asking me, well, Blake, what does it matter? You're a 28-and-a-half-point dog to Alabama. It matters because you are a leader on that team. Kids looked to you. Players looked to you. Coaches looked to you to be a leader. It's easy to quit midseason when you're getting your teeth kicked in. But what makes you – I say this, I'm not saying he's not a man, but what makes you a man and what makes you go into life when you're faced with adversity, how do you deal with it, how do you react from it, and how do you move on forward from it? 
That's what every good coach, coach will ever tell you. When you are met with adversity, how do you react? Now, Miles has been here for a long time, and he's reacted to adversity in a lot of different situations. But this one is a little bit different. It's the mega adversity. Uh, Amanda says they shouldn't be allowed to transfer after the season starts. Uh, guys, I agree with you. I agree with you. Aaron Adams says uh, Riley Fickle, Campbell, Napier, Aranda. One, two, three, and four. Um, I, guys, I, I'm not a big Matt Campbell fan. I'm just telling you, I'm just not a big Matt Campbell fan. He's kind of math for me. Kind of math. Guys, I told you this last week. I'm going to tell you again. Stop with the Urban Meyer stuff. He's not coming to LSU. Um, LSU can't afford to have – LSU cannot afford to have Urban Meyer as the next head coach. He's not coming. Sorry to tell you. Sorry to tell you. Anthony, LSU beat Bama into submission. Mitchell says agreed. It'll be fresh, surprise hire. Who are you talking about? Uh, Pooh Bear says, remember when Terrace Marshall asked the players to stick it out and stop opting out, then he opted out? Yeah, that's a bad look, man. It's a bad look. I mean, what's the difference if Terrace Marshall – so here's my question. A lot of people were complaining about Terrace Marshall. What's the difference in Terrace Marshall and what Miles Brennan has done? A lot of people hated on Terrace Marshall. A lot of people hated on Terrace Marshall. Well, what Terrace Marshall did was the best for him. Well, what Miles Brennan did was the best for him. I don't know. Look, I, I want to go around the SEC, and, and first I'm going to talk about how I think that uh, Alabama is a little bit vulnerable, and I'm going to tell you this. Now, I don't know if LSU can do this, and it's been a problem for them all season long, but to every 417 uh, people that are in here live and going to the – Six or 7,000 people that will listen to us on the podcast. Uh, let, me, let me say this. On the audio side, don't forget to subscribe. Let me say this. Alabama is completely, I say vulnerable. They are more vulnerable up front in that front seven than they've been in a while. Teams can run on the University of Alabama. Florida has shown us uh, this. Tennessee, Tennessee showed us this. And well, Blake, the stats say this. I really don't care what the stats say when I can see the film because stats can lie to you sometimes. Now, uh, uh, Will Anderson is really good. Henry Tooto has really kind of picked it up a little bit more. Christian Harris has picked it up a little bit more. But they have been vulnerable up front. I think that you have a guy like an Austin Deculus where this is the money game for him. Can this? Can he? How can he make an NFL roster? get drafted late in the rounds or late in maybe day three if he does good against Will Anderson, maybe so. I still think if LSU can find a way to have a moderate running game, they can keep this game closer than what the expert seeks. Now, Ed Orgeron talked about this today. Uh, I forget who asked him, and they were like, well, Coach, can't you be a little bit more liberal with your play calling? He goes, sure, let it all hang out. Well, guys, if I'm Ed Orgeron, and I'm not, what does he have to lose? What does he have to lose? There's nothing for him to lose. 
You know, what happens on the second play of the game, you do a little trick play. One thing, and this should this kind of confirmed to me today about the coaching ineptitudes of Ed Orgeron when he said today in his press conference about, we well, guys, we really can't install uh, different defenses right now in the middle of the season. Well, with all due respect, with all due respect to Ed Orgeron, what the hell were you doing in the, uh, in the offseason? What in the hell were you doing in the spring? What in the hell were you doing during camp? It doesn't take a lot of schemes to run man-to-man and send six guys instead of four. Five guys instead of four. If it's me, let the, let it hang out. Take off the robe and let them titties hang. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. Let them titties hang. I mean, for crying out loud. Offensively, guys, here's my thought, and I do believe that Alabama is going to beat LSU this week. But my feeling on this is this is a rivalry game. This is a bigger game. Go out there and I, I right now, I don't, and I hate to say this because I hate losing. Who gives a shit if you lose right now? Go out there. Let's make this shit a game. Go punch them some bitches in the mouth and tell them, hey, we're not good right now, but Big Daddy, we're coming. Get your shit ready because we're coming. That's the attitude that I want these players to have. It is. Like, hey, dog, you go get me on this one, but I'm going to keep working and I'm going to come after that ass. Ty Davis Price, Corey Connor, Trey Bradford, the running back who was here, transferred to Oklahoma. He comes back. Say, Big Daddy, you got them wheels. I'm talking about you're fast. Get your ass up in open space and let it ride. Let them puppies purr, baby. Like, screw Alabama. One thing that I've never said that I hate about Ed Orgeron, that I've hated about Ed Orgeron. Now, you can't do this, and I don't like that he did it. I wish he would have done it. And he did do it behind closed doors. Um, so it's not really like his fault that this got leaked out, meaning the roll tide what F you. Guys, roll tide what F them. You are LSU. Nick Saban tree, you like Rudy Pooh when he left uh, Miami to go to a team not only in your conference but in the same damn division. Screw them bastards. Go out there and punch a son of a bitch in the mouth. I'm sorry. It's not that hard. You might lose. They might get you here and there. But let's go knock them son bitches' teeth in. Everybody, you know, everybody, everybody that I talk to is kind of like, about this season, oh, God, I'm just so over and I'm so numb. Oh, God, please, sweet baby Jesus. Oh, God. Screw them bastards. No teeth, long titty, no nipple, have an ass. I don't like Bama. They don't like me. Screw them. Screw them. I don't know if you had the same, the, the same thought process that I do, but I don't like them. It, you know, it don't take that, I, man. I see people are laughing. Chad Briscoe says, 
This man said, let them titties hang. <laughs> I did. But for real, what you got to lose? You do it the little – guys, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots were throwing double passes in a goddamn Super Bowl. They let it hang out. They let them titties hang. And you tell me you can only run inside zone? Man, get that shit out of here. John Trey Kirkland, quarterback in high school. Line his ass up on the outside. Let's let him run a little double pass. Hey, they, they're ready for it? Sounds good. Run your ass up there and get six. Let this, let that, let this thing hang. I did say let them titties hang. That's something when I get heated, man. When I get heated, the shit that I'll say, man. That Harold says Blake needs to give the team a speech before Bama. Let me do it. Let me do it. Because I. why do I have more energy and focus about what should be going on than some of the coaches on this coaching staff? If I'm in this situation, I swear to sweet baby Jesus, I run, I'll do something outside the ordinary. Like, guys, hey, here's a sheet of 20 plays. Memorize them. We're going to run them all week. We're going to go up-tempo. Doesn't matter. We'll still call the plays because things can dictate. You know, you don't want to run a draw play or, or counter play on third and 11 if it gets there. But we're going to go up-tempo. We're going to show them something we hadn't shown them all year. I would show them different formations. I would show him something stupid. You know, like how an offensive line winds, lines up out wide, throw a little screen pass. Y'all remember that time that offensive lineman did like a cartwheel and they threw a bomb and for a touchdown? Like, I forget the game it was, but do something. What does it matter? You're not coaching for your – you're not – Orgeron's not coaching for his, for his job. We got a good game plan. I guarantee you that man ain't got no good game plan. God, so many people are sending me stuff. Blake said, let them titties hang. Uh, Jason says, you can prick your finger, uh, but not finger prick. You can prick your finger, but not finger prick. I've never heard that before. Uh, Tyler Mann says, got to admit, I hate, I think I hate Florida a little bit more than Bama. Uh <laughs> Mark says, Father Bear, cover your ears. Yeah, for real, Father Bear. But uh, do y'all not feel that way like me? Like, roll tide, what F you? Like, that shouldn't have gotten out. Yeah, it's what it is. I'm telling you, man, B- Bama's vulnerable up front. Run some more. You do, I don't know. Shit, you know what else would I do? Look, if you got packages for Garrett Nussmeyer, bring him in there. Run a two quarterback quarterback system. Do something, but don't just go. This is what the, this is the only thing that will make me mad, and it's probably going to happen. And I'm going to come out here, ball pissed off, and, uh, on the post game show. Why do they need to go vanilla? Like not just running the same old bullshit over and over and over again. That's the kind of shit that pisses me off. Here comes a here comes a zone read counter. On third and eight, with RPO on the backside, here comes a cover one. 
with a with a one one high safety. If you if you run this Rudy Poo man to man coverage and don't give different looks to Alabama, they're gonna eat you alive. They're gonna eat you alive. Wanted to talk some Saints. Really proud of the Saints, man. A lot of a lot of things. Oh, uh, Mark sent us a super chat. Uh, Ryan sent us a super chat. Two dollar super chat. Says hashtag Buck Fama. Roll Tide, what f you and suck that tiger dangalang. Um, I, I'm proud of the Saints. I, you know, <laughs> we had some old men calling Trevor Simeon, Trevor Seaman during the whole game. Funny as hell. Throw the ball, Seaman. <laughs> and I'd say, sir, it's Simeon. Like, send him in a little, you know. See, uh, uh, Trevor Simeon. Uh, Seaman, cinnamon. it don't matter to me. It's some, some guns throwing the ball out of bounds. Where's Jameis? One thing I was surprised about, one thing I was surprised about was how uh, so many people were wanting Jameis to come back. It's crazy. Look, Tom Brady effed up. Uh, I thought Sean still had a good game plan. He didn't get away from it. The, guys, the, the simple fact that the Saints ran the ball 32 times for 152 yards, they never got away from it. They stick to the game plan, even with Simeon. Defense, guys, this is a top two defense in the NFL. What they're doing right now is unbelievable. Baited Tom Brady uh, for the for the last second pick, got after him. I think he had three total turnovers, two picks, the fumble. I mean, the, guys, they're legit. Now, can they continue to win with Trevor Cinnamon? <laughs> Simeon remains to be seen. But I like what I see from the Saints. They're going to have to continue to do this. But, look. Tom Brady's a guy that you're going to have to give multiple looks to. You, you're you going to have to mix it up more and more again. What happens when they get Mike Thomas back is a good question. What happens, you know, if Taysom comes back, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ann says, hi, me too. Go Seaman. Um, Jamie says, Rudy Poo, uh, Rudy Poo of the week to the vanilla defense. Uh, Richie Roche, Roche's Lawn Landscape, says, I don't think O cares enough to let him hang. O's favorite ice cream is Bluebell Homemade Vanilla. That's true, my friend. By the way, my wife loves the outdoor patio areas um, since we're renovating. Guess who? Guess guess who's doing my outdoor uh, 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 patio areas? You got it. Richie Roche from Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Speaking of that, we got to talk about Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. Outdoor patio areas, lawn maintenance, they do it all. Did a beautiful landscaping job. They posted on Facebook this past week. You can go find all of their work on Roche's Lawn Landscape Facebook page. Again, it's 225-937-7220. Tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. I really like it, man. I really like what Richie's doing. He also says they need to channel their inner Bobby Boucher. They need to channel something. Need to channel something. God, I'm getting text messages. This is the fourth text message I got. Bro, did you just say let them titties hang on your show? <laughs> yeah, I said let them titties hang. Jason says, F the crimson turds of Turdskaluska. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Harold says, uh, Harold Woods on Facebook says, Yeah, O has mentally checked out. Hopefully the coaching staff hasn't. You know, maybe... Maybe Jake Peets can can convince him to let him rip. Maybe Durante Jones can convince him to let it can rip. Like, Coach, let me send a blitz on first down. 
let's go to a three-man front and rotate some guys in and out. Let's do that. You know, Bama's not, at, uh, you know, very big on uh, – Um, never big on that. So, let's see. I got distracted by Jason. Doesn't matter to me. I'm a seafood guy in Mississippi. You never called me. Hit me up, bro. I got you on a hookup. All right. I don't know if you're talking to me, but I'll write your number down if you want to sponsor the show. Where's your number go? Shoot. Yeah, guys, if you want to sponsor the show, just hit me up. Shit. All right, two more, we're out. I'm not joking on this one. Two more, we're out. Tyler Mann says, do you see our new OC and DC next year as well? Do we see a new? Oh, heck, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Can't help you there, uh, Jason. Andrew Brister says, score prediction, Bama 60, LSU 0. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't think it's going to be that bad. All right, guys, we'll see you all again tomorrow night. We're going to be guessing up uh, – College football picks, I mean, college football uh, playoff committee is going to be uh, giving you their top six. Uh, and so we'll be talking about that tomorrow. We'll be talking about that with Memphis Spence. Um, so it's going to be fun. But until then, guys, y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.